it goes. How goes it? Nothing much, man. You're going to want to bring that closer to your face. Though. I got to yeah. bring the mic to yeah, my yeah, face. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I got you. <clears throat> Everything's cool. Just another day. Another day. At work. Another day, another dollar. Yeah, yeah. You can collapse that, too. Yeah, make it a little easier. There you go. Wow. Yeah. But, yeah, man. Uh, what's, what's been good? When I tell you, work, family, <laughs> home, sleep, repeat. That's all it is. I ain't got no nothing spectacular for anybody right now, but I plan on having something soon. You've been watching, been watching them, them game of, game of Jones. Yeah, them thrown and thrown games, thrones. some vicious. <laughs> yeah. Any any surprises you think? At the last episode, I mean, you really weren't. I, uh, I mean, I wasn't. The only surprises so far the season, true surprise, already happened. We all know what that is. It's okay because you listen to this and you're not, you're not watching Game of Thrones. We know Arya. Arya doing a thing. That's really the only major major surprise so far. Yeah. I'm looking for something major, major, major other than that, but we'll see. I mean, I, I don't I don't think – honestly, I don't think it's going to end well. Yeah. The, the ending is not – two episodes left? Sam going <laughs> to be running everything. It's going to be something crazy. Either that or, or uh, Bran's going to get up and walk. Don't rule that out. That's all I'm saying. Don't rule that out because, King like of the said, North, like you said, emphasizing the wheelchair. Yeah, yeah. Just a theory. I don't mean I, I don't know necessarily if that is that if that's what's going to be happening, but it's a chance. We'll see. Yeah. So you've been watching the playoffs, NBA playoffs. I've been watching it way more than I thought I would. The past couple of years, I haven't really been into it, into it until like the finals, finals. Yeah. But uh, it's been good brand of basketball. It's still not the old school basketball we know. And when I say the basketball we know, I'm talking about that 80s, 90s playoff basketball. But it's at least it's fun to watch to a degree. So, oh, uh, definitely. Portland OKC has been on point. Denver Portland has been on point. You know, those are really the only really big time fun games to me. So far, I mean that that was, what game was that? The Lillard game was that was like a game six. I want to say that was game five. No, game six. It was game six. Because they pushed to a seven and one. Mm-hmm. That was crazy. Yeah. So they were down in the series. Yeah. That shot. And uh, what, what did he say? Uh, Paul George said it was a terrible shot. And I feel like that was the most <laughs> bitch made comment he could have ever made. <laughs> I mean, he was guarding the man at thirty five feet. Hand in his face, respect the man. At the end of the day, respect the man. I mean, I'll be salty too. He's shooting from no man's land. But as a man, and he as did a, everything you could but follow. As a man, and as a you know, what I'm saying somebody who has respect for their craft, you don't dog the. Do you think a lot of that is is Westbrook rubbing off on him, or what do you think? <sighs> I don't want to blame it on Westbrook because Westbrook <laughs> is just Westbrook. He does what he does. He, he's going to Westbrook. He likes to get up under people's skin. He likes to do his own thing. He be, moves to the beat, you know what I'm saying, his own beat. That's that's for sure. But, yeah, what he said, I just lost respect for PG. And I'm a big PG fan all the way down to Indy. But, yeah, he got to make he gotta make, he gotta make, make right by that. So, with that being said, so what are you thinking in this Warriors series? With KD currently hurt, they're up. They're up what three two. They're now. up three two, but they're in Houston tomorrow. If KD is indeed hurt, and Steph doesn't pick it up, I can see them taking it to seven. And if KD does come back and he's not all hundred percent healthy, it could really be a toss up game seven. It could be a big time swing. That's what I'm saying. Like so far in this series, home field, the home field team has taken care of business. It could switch. It could swap. It could switch up a little bit. Well, you know, we'll, we'll definitely have to see. It's been, I think, out of all the series, it's been the most fun to watch. Yeah, for sure. The Portland series from last from last round, this round, and Houston Golden State have definitely been fun. And then, like, and then you just watched Giannis just run through. <laughs> that was not fun. Giannis. At all. I like Giannis. I like just watching Giannis. Can't say his last stuff, name. Antetokounmpo. You run that back one more time. Giannis Antetokounmpo. What he said, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's rough to watch because it was just like Boy. no, not contested. And I'm a fan of uh, Coach Buttonholzer. He's a damn good coach, and I know because he was in Atlanta. He was he brought a 60 win team over here with Ooh. with okay Ooh. pieces. You know what I mean? So yeah. I knew he was going to do something. 
even with I mean even with uh Kyrie. They just they just cannot put the pieces together. They, they have they have players. I'm gonna say this. Before Kyrie got there, they were doing some things. Like last year when Kyrie was there, he was hurt. He wasn't really on the court. And those young players banded together, got their, you know, they got yeah. they, they, they saw so you know had Hayward just yeah they were soft stuff they was ready to go they didn't care about none of that they was just playing and I feel like when he came back I felt like Kyrie felt like well I got a ring I'm about to try to you know yeah try to run something and try to just change the whole energy up and that just ruined the whole chemistry you know what I mean <laughs> I was about to say something <laughs> but um. <laughs> What you just heard was was John's stomach crumbling. That's what you just. The I was hungry, up. boss. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's time for the Kyrie experiment to go. Yeah, I think it was. You look at it from the outside looking in, it seemed like that was the move. It really wasn't the move, and I feel for Gordon Hayward because it's not a fit with or without Kyrie, and they put spent a whole bunch of money. I, and I put a lot on really, the coaching too. I don't understand why. I, Rozier didn't play. Because Kyrie is the the money maker. He's the, the yeah, face. but at a certain time, you got to win the game. He's the only one being productive. Put him on the floor. Kyrie comes off the bench until he gets his stuff together. I'll say this. If you're cold, you're cold. I'll say this. Kyrie was the ego of the team. I felt like it was zero ego involved. You know what? Out of the difference I see, I've seen Kyrie before that. And Kyrie after the, hanging around LeBron. It's almost like a chip on the shoulder, like, I got to do this on my own. I feel like when he was in Cleveland, he wasn't happy with the fact that he was the second fiddle. And he could not wait for the opportunity to go and somewhere and like, be the dude. And not, he realized yeah, yeah. being a dude ain't that easy. And if you don't have a respect of your teammates, then you're basically you're done for. And I feel like, honestly, Kyrie and LeBron are a match made in heaven. I feel like the best move for Kyrie would not to go to uh, to New York, and it would be to go back to L.A. and understand what his role is. He can't really – I don't think, think he can carry a team by himself. You think he's leaving Boston? He's definitely leaving Boston. The question is, where will he go? What Will he make the right decision? Because if he decides to go to New York with KD, you think Boston was a bad situation? I don't think KD's leaving. KD's gone, bro. He's gone. If they win. If they win, if they don't win, he already got two rings. You know, I don't know if folks say, "Well, he went to a situation that was already popping." Yeah, that's true. But ever since he's been here, he's carried them. Hmm. I don't care what anybody says; he's carried them. Like in the clutch, in those time, it was KD time. So you can say what you want, but at the end of the day, I think that chemistry is starting to go down. I think with time, things start to fade. Chemistry starts to fade personalities like Draymond and KD. They can play together, but that internal stuff, uh-uh. <laughs> I, I, you, you can see it on the court. You got you to bring this close. You've got to bring it close. Bring it close, my bad. It's okay. We'll, we'll do what we can. <laughs> we'll do what we can. But yeah, like you, like you, I, I, I think they kind of got over that hump. By mid-season, mid-season was bad. Like pre-All-Star break, like I was thinking myself, let's go ahead and just fight it out in the locker room, get it over with. But I don't know. It's game time. It's playoff. You know when playoffs hit, the whole type of demeanor change. It's supposed to change. Intensity goes up. They brought that, but it's just too many lapses with that team. That's like they're talented. Well, you know, Draymond spent quite a bit of time hurt. <sighs> well, he gained weight, didn't get back to game shape. He's still bigger than what he was. What was crazy, you might call me crazy, other than KD, Draymond is playing the best basketball out of everybody on that squad. He's a walking triple-double right now. That's how I feel about it. Steph is not – Steph ain't 100%. He's Clay not too. playing. Clay ain't really – I mean, he had a good game last game. He's, had, he's strung together some games, but the importance of what Draymond was doing to their victories was bigger than what Clay was doing. Well, it was interesting. It's like I'm st- I don't even know why I'm watching. I think it's because it's the only thing that was really on. Yeah. But I don't have a dog in the fight since the Pistons laid down in the first quarter or the first the first round. They shouldn't even been there. I don't know what to tell you. I didn't even have a conversation <laughs> with you during the playoff series because I, I knew it was going to be uncomfortable. 
I didn't watch. I didn't need to watch. I saw the scores. Yeah. But um, the Tigers are, bit, are terrible right now. They got blown out. 13 nothing. Y'all are, what, it's about 25 games in? We are, I believe, 14 and 18 or something like that. Something terrible. 17 and, 17 and 18. You're not too much worse than the Braves. It's our pitching, bro. Offense is good enough. Refuse to spend money. So the bats are not the problem. Bats are not the problem. Our relief pitching and our starting pitching unit. Like, sound like the Tigers from like four or five years ago. We had the number one, number two farm league for like two or three years straight. Yeah, you, you sound like the 2013 Tigers. Yeah. We would play the Giants and guess fight. No pitching. It's going to take a while. We got, all this, we got all the money in the world. And we refuse to get Kimbrell and, and all the big-name pitchers to go ahead and solidify this thing, locking everybody up except for pitching. You know, it's, it's, what's weird about that is the fact that these guys, I mean, we were just talking about it. Uh, me, and my, me and my dad are talking about it not too long ago. When you, when you really start looking at uh, the two major, well, I said two major sport teams that, that Illich had, which was the Red Wings, Tigers after he died, um, just went to shit. No more money going into the right places now. Steve Yarzman is coming back. Mm-hmm. He's going to be uh, basically what CEO, well, not CEO, but what do you call it? general manager. GM, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be dope. It's going to be dope to, to have him back in Hockey Town, getting that going. Yeah, I'm trying to get into hockey. I'm still not. Are, the Thrashers are there even? The Thrashers are gone, bro. They've been gone for Where like 10 go? years. They just disassembled. It was like, we ain't trying to we ain't trying to mess with it no more. And then, well, you know, well, the resurgence of like, Southern hockey teams, you get Tampa Bay. Mm. They won how many cups? That's Lightning, right? Yeah. I believe they got one. I guess who was down there as a general manager? Who? Steve Geiser. Hey. I see you. It happens. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, man, so what are, the, what are we looking at here, college football-wise? Talk to me. Oh, man. I'm getting started with college football, man. You're your quarterback. I'm Georgia all day. You know, I've been heartbroken two years in a row. But I love the direction we're going in. But right now, this is Clemson and then everybody else. Yeah, that Trevor Lawrence is a bad man. Yeah, he's good. Sophomore year now. He's good, for sure. A true freshman lit Alabama up. Yep. He did. But you know what? Alabama, I could see it from game one of last year. They're not the same team they were. Two and three years ago, like they're clearly talented, clearly talented. But that defense didn't have the same sting. It didn't have the same sting. They could be beat. It was clear. Like I was watching Ole Miss do some things here and there. The offense has evolved to the point where it's like, wow, their offense is good, but their defense is nowhere near where it used to be. So I feel like that's the chink in their armor. But Clemson? Their D line is an oil machine. <laughs> they they lost like three or four defensive linemen this year, and they are straight. Did you see Dabo with the new contract? Man, he got that more Scrooge McDuck more. money, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Scrooge McDuck money. He got paid. Deserving? Yeah. It's the second time he's beaten Saban? Absolutely. He kind of came out. It was like, who was right? a Dabo? Two times, right? Yeah, there's like, who was a Dabo Sweeney like six, seven years ago, and then oh, all man. of a sudden he's. He's handling business. Like, you can't argue what anything. Other, what other move just happened at the end of the season? Florida State's old ball coach. Jimbo at, te- at Texas Tech. Oh, you're talking about... Jimbo uh, Fisher. Yeah, Jimbo Fisher at Texas Tech. It was he, last season, right? Oh, you're talking about uh, Buddy from Oregon. <sighs> Black African-American coach. Yes, and now he's... I believe he's still there, right? No. Oh, he, he let him go? At Florida State? Yeah. He might be. I think last year was his first year. Yeah, and it was so bad. I mean, everybody transferred. Yeah. And pretty much after Jameis left, all that was left was uh, the running back. What was his name? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, he ate Michigan up that year. His senior year was yeah. terrible. It's unfortunate for Florida State. It'll take a while. Yeah, Florida still, you still can grab Florida talent. They just got to get somebody in there they can trust. It's, it's, they're, you know. they're following uh, Homeboy. Oh. Up to Florida, the quarterback they got. Who decided he wanted to, Felipe Franks, who decided he wanted to play quarterback last year. Felipe Franks is a joke. I'm just going to say he that. He decided. 
He wanted to play quarterback last year. I was at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. That was the game. He was like, you know what? I'm a, I'm a Division One college quarterback. And he played like it. I can tell you for sure, I was in Jacksonville. <laughs> I was in Jacksonville. <laughs> he, well, that day wasn't the day when for we him. put that work in. Yeah, <laughs> he was looking pretty bad. Because the first time we played him, he was a freshman. Mm-hmm. We played at Arlington. Mm-hmm. And poor fella. Uh, I don't think he knew which way was up and which way was down. That's back when we had, it was Jabril Pepper's senior year. Jabril. You had Rashawn Gary, Kalik Hudson coming in to replace uh, replace uh, Peppers at the Viper position. Mm-hmm. And just absolutely, this, I mean, Franks was on his back every play. I have a question for you. You had Warmly. Oh, Chris you had, Warmly, yeah. You had, that whole D-line was a bunch of savages. Yeah, they were. Hurst, Moe Hurst. I wanted, I wanted Atlanta to draft him so bad, but uh, Oakland the got him. The hard issue in Oakland got him. He dropped. People don't want to touch him because of that. He beast, he beast it this rookie year. But I have a question for you. What are your thoughts on Rashawn Gary? I think he's a savage. But a lot of people didn't like what he did for the bowl game. He took the interest because he was hurt. He, he did play hurt. Shoulder right. He took a couple of games off in the season mm-hmm. towards the end down, down the stretch, and he ended up not playing in the bowl game to heal up for the draft. Understandable. Mm-hmm. There were some other players that were hurt that decided to play. So it was like controversy. And a lot of people talking about all the measurables, all the athletic ability, and it seems like the, the production level wasn't where it should have been. Well, was it him being, him being miscast in the defense? Should he have been playing? No, I, I think it was more along the lines of him not really – I could go with miscast, but it seemed like when we got to the bigger games, mm-hmm. he was already banged up. So – he, he looks like he translates like to sitting, being... Like sitting out a couple games to get to that big game, and then like you've been sitting out for two weeks. Mm-hmm. I get it. So it looks like he's going to be a better pro. I think I think he'll be a better, better pro. And the, I mean, the, not to say he didn't have the talent around him online, but when you got somebody just as crazy coming at you on the other side, mm-hmm. it's going to give more opportunities for him. Well, somebody told me it's the best comparison, although he did play a lot of end... He's he'll kind of remind you of Geno Atkins because Geno Atkins he was not the best defensive tackle at Georgia when he when he left. Hmm. They looked at him as an overachiever. He didn't really do much, but he went to Cincinnati, tore it up, and his nuts dropped. <laughs> <can't be> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. No, that's fine. So I'm trying to think of. So what do you think Fields is gonna do? In, in in the uh, absence of, of, well, one, absence of Urban Meyer. So you got a new ball coach. And then, two, you've got uh, the fact that he's not going to have Haskins to really show him the way. And, that's the other and, and, and the other quarterback was like a third or fourth stringer. He left. He left to Miami. Oh, he left? Yeah. The white boy? Yeah. What was his name? You remember? Uh, begin with a C. Oh, Tate Martell. So he dipped too. So it's just yeah. fields by itself with walk-ons, probably. Honestly, when he came to campus at Georgia, I was super hyped. I tried to find every reason and excuse to they dislike just him out there. That's the issue, but it led me to believe there had to be other stuff behind the scenes. Like he's extremely talented. It's clear we've seen the highlights. We've seen all this stuff. His ability to throw the ball deep had everybody excited. He went to the spring game, showed out. Yeah. Everybody's hype. So you get to the game and it's like, okay, you run an option and you're sitting down. You run an option. You're so it leads me to believe that he might have been buying into his own hype or he might have been given certain promises that Kirby Smart didn't necessarily hold up to. But when you have a guy like Fromm, who might not be the most flashiest, but is smart and can get the job done, I feel like he got in his feelings and he didn't do what he needed to do or he might have been maybe a little too vocal for a freshman. Yeah. And he had to get put in his place to a degree, and then it led into a snowball effect to his transfer. That's what I believe. It wasn't just, I'm good as hell, and I, <laughs> I'm just not playing. It's, it was a mixture of things. It had to be because he was too good of a talent. I think when he goes to Ohio State, I saw the spring game. I was kind of like, eh, but that type of talent you can't teach. Well, let's put it this way. For all my Buckeye listeners and fans out there, I don't want to hear it. No excuses, because y'all were merciless this entire time. Talked all types of trash. New coach, you guys got a steamroll of a coach. Great players. Ran through us. 
and talk trash the whole time. So I don't want to hear it this next year. I'll say this. I think he, he's going to end up being a more athletic version of your boy who just left, of Haskins. He'll be a more athletic version with a stronger arm. But I don't know if year one. You know the accuracy is probably going to oh, be an issue? He has pinpoint accuracy. That's not going to be an issue. And he's got probably one of the best deep balls that Ohio State's had in a while. Like his deep ball, like they, they call him a generational quarterback. Like they had him ranked over field over uh, what's buddy's name? That's Trevor Lawrence. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. It was like a fight between one and two. Some publications had him one, some had him two. But his main thing. Is accuracy. You know, it's crazy. I saw a top ten list. I, I forget what what publication was through, and he wasn't on top ten. Fields. Now I will say this: he made a. The outstanding things I saw on there were. Trevor Lawrence, mm-hmm. and this is in no particular order, but Shea Patterson. <laughs> he made the list. I think he's like maybe eighth or ninth out of ten. You talking for this year or for next this year? year. Okay. This upcoming year. And then uh, also Buddy from uh, Nebraska, I think it was Martinez. Yeah, he's yeah they hyping him up a little bit. But and you know, then uh, homeboy uh, Jalen Hurts. I'm pushing for him. I'm, I'm, I'm pushing I think he's, well for him. he's a great fit. Yeah. Better, I mean, dude, they played a midget. Yeah. And they didn't get Yeah. Now, he's nowhere near the passer of Kyler Murray, but they got a squad. They they're gonna make it work. They might do more option, less pass. They, they, they'll let's let's really talk about it with that 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 uh, SEC championship game. Mm. Mm. Yeah, Tua goes down. He comes in, pretty much wins the game, gets no credit. I won't say he didn't get the credit. They I basically just, were like Tua played a great game. Like yeah, for like the half he was in for. But you got to think about you got to think about what made that moment for for uh, for Jalen. He went from being the guy. The year before last to getting pulled and seeing the guy who sat behind him tear it up and get them that championship. Then turn around, have to sit on a bench the second year, and just sit and wait, sit and wait, sit and wait, and then get that opportunity. In that offseason, he was like, if I get the opportunity, if I really get that opportunity in the primetime moment, I'm going to make them remember this moment. Like It was like a movie-type situation. It was like, and they're so you're, like you're in kids. So like, yo, you suck. You know what I mean? <laughs> Sorry, but, buddy. There's your spot on the bench. What he was doing that game, like rolling out and throwing on a dime on the sideline, he could not he was not doing that before. So it was like that motivated him. So that was a interesting thing. I, hats off to the dude. He had to do it against us. I don't appreciate that shit. <laughs> but yeah, I expect him to I don't think he'll have a Kyler level success in Oklahoma, but I think he'll be respectable. Oklahoma should be the team to beat. Is he getting drafted as a quarterback? I, I feel he'll probably end up being a mid-round quarterback. He'll be a development quarterback. He will. You know what I mean? From? From, I'll say this. I'm a, I'm a big fan of From. He's no Stafford. He's no Stafford, but Stafford was tons of potential, and that's the reason he got drafted number one, because he did, he did a lot of dumb stuff at Georgia. But the measurables and the arm strength well, you know got what? him the number one pick. He's keeping with that. You know what I mean? But, He's keeping but, up the dumb stuff. But as far as from, I'll put it this way. In my my time of watching the Bulldogs, like you had your David Greens, not flashy. He was an all-time winningest quarterback in the NCAA and all that stuff. And your Aaron Murray's. In my opinion, I think Aaron Murray is probably the most overall best quarterback George has had ever. You know what I mean? Yeah. But Jake Fromm is damn good. I really think he's good, and at the end of the day, this is his junior year. So he has two more years to go if he chose. So damn. chose to, you know what I mean? And he's only getting better. So I'll put him there in the top two, honestly, over Stafford. Hmm. As far as what he's been able to do so with his team. This is his junior. This is his junior year, yeah. You think he's leaving early? He's got to stay. Um, if you look at any it's, hard, of, it's hard to tell. If you look at any of the publications, he's the number two quarterback. Off the board, he'll be a first round pick. He might stay still. He'll be a top fifteen pick. Depends on what the success they had this year. Well, with the defense that we have and the offense that we're gonna have coming back, even with the running backs gone. So this year, so what are you, did they already release the schedule? Yes. Okay, Alabama here. 
we don't have Alabama. What? Until the SEC, until the SEC championship game. Listen, on the other, other side of that, that's dumb. <laughs> you should play them every year. Well, how do you have? I mean, you know, I have to set it up like every yeah. certain amount of years you get them. I think we we don't play them for another three years, something like that, Ugh. in conference, like during the season. But yeah, we got a cakewalk. We got three like we got Vanderbilt, Murray State, and like another <laughs> team. And then Auburn, playing Auburn this year though. Yeah, every at year. Auburn every year we play them, and then we got Notre Dame in the fourth game. And here, be is, here. It, is it here? It's going to be at Sanford, bro. Yes. That's happening. Notre Dame in the fourth game. I'm going to be there. There you go. There's no lighting over there. It's dark. Mm-hmm. But it's okay. Let's get it figured out. <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah. Oh, I will, I'm just going to buy tickets. So the, the two most exciting games, the big-time games, honestly, in my opinion, is going to be the Notre Dame game, game four. Who do, he just think, I don't know anything about them. It doesn't really matter. Willing Zaire, that was what, a it's year, not, like, two years ago? It's, it's Notre like Dame. Sec. It's Notre Dame, and it's going college game day. going to be there. They haven't said it yet, but they're going to be there. They, of course. It's the first game. time Notre Dame's been to Sanford Stadium. So that's going to happen. Wait, first time they ever played in Georgia? At Sanford Stadium. Are you, this is the first time they ever played at Georgia? Yeah. They're in trouble. It's about to be a problem. I don't think their fans are going to understand the culture that goes down at Sanford. The tailgates. And I know they've gone a lot of different places. I've seen it at Florida like State. Michigan, stuff, the like, big house. Like those, those are big time things, though. Those, those are, are big, big time things as well. But it's a different type of fandom. Mm. Yeah. There's good old-fashioned hatred between them and Michigan. This will be different. Yeah. Um, you got Texas A&M. They got Texas. The of, towards the end of the year. Like, it's the, uh, the our last game of the year usually is Georgia Tech. It's yes. always Georgia Tech. Texas Tech is not Texas Tech, but Texas A and M is the game before. Huh. So that could be a trip up game. So I just want to see how we're how we're moving, how so we're going along. You got Tennessee, Kentucky. Well, in the East, it never changes. So it'll be Tennessee, Vanderbilt, Kentucky, Auburn, Florida. Kind of want to see Auburn. I'm not out, of all, out of all those, I mean, Florida, I'm not going down. Jackson. I'm not going back to Auburn. I had a fun time in Auburn, but I just don't see myself going back anytime soon. It wasn't good, man. It wasn't a good experience. You had a kid there? No, it just wasn't a good experience. <laughs> that was terrible. We had to, yeah, it was, there were other things that happened that were pretty fun, but we'll leave it at that. But, yeah, the, the football experience was for the birds, bro. Not good? Terrible seats, terrible tailgate, terrible. Oh, the tailgate was legendary, but the outcome <laughs> on the field was embarrassing. I think I remember that year. Yeah. But that's okay, because last year. Mm-hmm. That was the game. That that game was the actual game that pissed Georgia off so bad that they destroyed Auburn in the SEC championship game. Auburn was basically got catapulted to, I want to say, either one or two after that game. Yeah. And we fought back and got to the SEC championship game and throttled them in the second <laughs> half. And that's how, you know what I'm saying? So, sometimes you need stuff like that. You know what I mean? You need that extra stuff, extra oomph. It was, it was a lot of fun being, being a central. I never, I never stayed for a night game. <sighs> Auburn? That Auburn game, yeah. That was the only one, only night We actually game. stayed for the whole game. Because before, it was like, it was like Vanderbilt. 56 to 6. 3 p.m. kickoff. Hot as hell. Yeah. September. Yeah. They're like, all right, let's get out of the sun. I'm wanting to think that the A&M game is going to be a night game. And hopefully I love the tech tech night games. I enjoy those. So I plan on catching at least two or three night games. That tech game is going to be cold. Yeah. Every time, every tech game I've tried to go to has been like rain, like real bad weather. So I always end up not going. As a matter of fact, the last time I think we sat and watched the Georgia Tech game together, Thanksgiving, it was raining. I've never gone to a Tech game because of weather. I've been ready to go at least two or three times, and it's a crazy weather. You can't tailgate because they'll give you notification 24 hours before the game. Like, yeah. They'll be like, no, you can't tailgate down. because it's crazy. Yeah, so, so don't go. This is what it is, but, yeah. You know how it is with me and Harold. We're going we're gonna to get it. We're going to get it. <laughs> uh, well... So we talked about uh, talked about Georgia football. Mm-hmm. 
that you talked about. You haven't talked about your Falcons. My Falcons. Your birds. Beautiful yeah. stadium. Beautiful. Second to none. It's got to put some championships in it. Yeah. And we've been waiting. <laughs> we'll we have to wait some more. We got a quarterback if you want one. We'll trade you. No, nah, we're good. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> and folks can say what they want about Matt Ryan. Is he the best quarterback of all time? No. But you allow him, you give him time upright, and he can throw and make it happen with the best of any quarterback. And that's the honest truth. Like, you know what I mean? You can sit there and who's the best quarterback in the league right now. You can say Tom Brady, of course. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers, who's been falling off for the past couple of years, but nobody wants to mention that or pretend like he's not. You know what? We saw him with Danica Patrick. Yeah, I saw last that. Last night. I'm not even going to. Kind of weird. Yeah. Whatever. But yeah, Atlanta, we're not far away. It's just, it's just crazy. Like, we got hit with that injury bug last year, and that was unfortunate. We went from a top 10 defense the year before last to having our starting linebacker, who was pro bowler, our strong safety, who was a pro bowler, one of our best secondary players, um, Rico Allen, yeah. free safety, went down with an Achilles in game two. Oh. Then you had a guard go down in, like, game four. It's the trenches. Everybody's going out. So it's like, was it a mixture of us just not really playing up to our potential? And then it's a mixture of all the injuries at so many key positions that did us in. You know what I mean? So And we still had eight wins. So I feel like if we were all everything together, and then now he's on Coach Quinn's on the hot seat, and he should be. Even with all the injuries, you yeah. got to make sure the fire is still up under, you know what I mean? So he's taken over defensive coaching, defensive calls, everything. And that's what he did in Seattle during the Legion of Boom time. So yeah. it's kind of like yeah. it's on him now. He knows that. His players know that it's time to go. So with the offensive line picks we got in the draft, yeah, which a lot of folks weren't fans of, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But I understood. And I know it's got to, I know it's got to like, it's got to suck to be where you're at right now and just have the Saints just be actually good. Mm, you know what? Yeah. The Saints like are relevant. difficult. They're relevant. That's the best thing you could say. They're relevant. I don't know how good they truly are, honestly, because I feel can, like I Drew mean, Brees is good, but I can see if you watched him last year, you can start to see the decline of Drew Brees. But at the end of the day, I mean, the dude's 40 years old. Like, it's going yeah. to happen. He's still playing at a high level, but he is not 2012, 13 no, Brees. No. You know what I mean? But as long as you got Alvin Kamara and you got Michael Thomas, hey, you, you're, you're <laughs> in any game offensively. You know what I mean? But I don't too much worry about New Orleans because they like to talk a lot. They like to talk a lot. They're one of the most annoying fan bases. I think the I think the my favorite meme just because I had a couple coworkers that huge, huge Saints fans, mm-hmm. and after the playoff loss, the best one I saw was uh, it was Eddie Murphy mm-hmm. from Life when he did Ray's Boom Boom Room, oh. and instead of saying "Welcome to Ray's Boom Room," it said "Welcome to the Sit Your Ass Down Club." <laughs> <laughs> Man, <laughs> but like with Atlanta, like like I said. The two offensive line picks, which makes more sense to me now that I was able to really do the research. They're them saying that next year's draft might have the worst, the worst class of offensive linemen in a very, 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 very long time. They went ahead and got it now. Huh. You know what I mean? And they trust in Coach Quinn to get that defense right with everybody healthy coming back and little pieces. Well, you know, you know maybe 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 this next year I'll be able to make a game there. Yeah, I, I didn't go to no games last year. Did I? I did. It's a bowl game. Wasn't it? it's, I, have you Carolina. been to the stadium? Yes. I'll take that back. I went to the Carolina game, the first Carolina game. Yeah. At home. I it, was, it. it was a dope stadium. Oh, man. I like the the, the, the high school, Georgia High School Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. It was dope. Seeing like Shannon Sharp up there. and I think of who other players I saw. I saw my high school up in there. Everybody's in there representing. Yeah, yeah. Stevenson. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was like over a couple hundred different high schools, helmets, and everything they had up there. And Easily. 
It's crazy. All all broken down by conference. Can't miss it. You cannot miss it when you go in the state name. You gotta go see it. It's pretty cool. I've been here at least two times and you can't you can't see everything. Unless you legit come well, to the, come come before the game. We just... yeah, I came before the game for the Michigan uh, for the Peach Bowl. Mm-hmm. We went and me and my dad went and uh we we were in the stadium right as after it opened. Mm-hmm. And it was still like almost two hours to kick off, so we walked around, got something to eat, saw saw things, got to watch warm ups, all that. Mm-hmm. I mean, the whole the whole shebang. It was dope. Mm-hmm. I definitely definitely enjoyed it. One place you got to check out is State Farm <clears throat> State Farm Arena. State Farm Arena. I have not been there. Okay, Phillips. It was Phillips. Okay. They changed the State Farm, but they, they did a two hundred. sponsorship. They, yeah. They do anything new to it, or they did a two hundred million dollar renovation, and it is by far the best experience that everybody's saying the biggest best experience in basketball as far as everything they have top golf suites what in there they have a killer mike has a barbershop top golf suites yeah so they have like the virtual golf or you're it's, vir- it's virtual okay it's virtual but they have suites for that uh killer mike has the swag shop where you have the barbershop it's like a uh, the glass window so you can watch the game while you're getting your hair cut what yeah they got a whole bunch of stuff in there. they got like top of the line restaurants there's a bar on the court, like um, it's, it's ridiculous. Man, like you just brought somebody I want to talk about now. What's up, uh, Killer Mike? Did you watch his uh, his series he had on Netflix? You know what? He doesn't care about what people think about a lot of different things. So he's kind of just goes whatever comes to his mind. It was brilliant. Just I to can keep res- people thinking. I can respect that. He's trying to make people think outside the box, and a lot of folks who might not be willing to. Or even if they don't know that that they're that they're not willing to, it makes them it makes them go out there. But he was kind of he was out there on a lot of that stuff. So I was picking what I liked and just pushing to the side. What I think I just did. just to get you the the brain the brain to start moving yeah. about some things. That was that was a lot of fun watching that. Once that I started, cola, I was like, man, man. I was like, bro, Crip and cola, really, bro. <laughs> but entrepreneurship business. I mean, I understand that. Bringing but, back to the community. Yeah, it's pretty dope. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the. Uh, the blueprint is there. Mm-hmm. People that that are in the, I guess, in the situation or position to do it, they just need to take advantage of it. Yeah. That's how Nipsey was doing before he got a man murdered. Nipsey, Nipsey, rest in peace, Nip. Yep. Rip Rose. That's inside work. Yeah. Why don't you? Why don't you? Okay. Story time. We got. We got like 20, 27 minutes left. Mm-hmm. Now, I vaguely remember the night up until that point. But I knew that was, this was the end of the night. Yeah. We weren't bad enough to where we couldn't tell something somebody's going to make a dumb decision. Mm-hmm. You, you can, you can, I think you tell the best. It's a little cloudy, but um, <laughs> I do know that we had been on Edgewood for at least from up until like 3 o'clock in the morning, 4 o'clock. We headed back. And there's this, there's this cat, this dude walking down the street. This is like a, what, a middle-aged white dude? Middle-aged white dude. And he was like, hey, guys, you ever heard this lady named Rose? Yeah, she was like the mother of the block, man. And they just killed her for no reason, man. <laughs> Rip Rose! <laughs> and we was like, what in the hell is this dude talking about? And then I was doing my research, and it actually was a lady. She was, like, the, the nice lady that everybody knew and respected, and she would have, like, make plates for folks and have stuff given, you know, that type of thing. She got killed in the street. She got shot in the street. And I was like, yeah, I've been living on Edgewood for <laughs> I probably heard a it. good little minute, and I don't know nothing about this, but he was, like, passionate about it. And I'm like, where are you from? He was like, I'm from Marietta. How the hell you know about Rose? But. <laughs> it was just the situation, how it unfolded, how this dude was acting. It was memorable. It was crazy because we were like, hey, man, don't know him from anybody, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, hey, what's going on? I'm like, hey, is this your car? Because he was, ha- when we walked up, he was having a time yeah. getting into it. It was a nice car. It was like a Land Rover or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or a Range Rover, something like that. And he was having a, pro- a really pro- a problem getting his key in. The door to get it unlocked. Oh, look, we have a key fob. What are you doing? We're like, hey man, do you where are you staying? We'll just get you an Uber. This is like right when Uber was like kind of 
kind of new. Yeah, it's like what 2012, 2011. Like, they, were, they weren't booming like they were now. Yeah. They, Uber wasn't everywhere. Yeah. But you know, in Atlanta, they get they had them. They were both the before. This is before Lyft. Yeah. So you had, you had one option, that or a cab. And yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get it for you, man. Don't worry about it. He's like, all right, all right, yeah, cool. <laughs> Finally got to his car and just like, I, I want to say he might have hit some vehicles. He might have. I guess that was blurry. Luckily, we didn't have to drive. We, was we were walking like to the spot. Block. I think, okay, even if we did walk that two blocks, like two city blocks, how many times did we get pulled over by people or to side by people who were like, hey, man, I just got out the, the hospital. I, I don't have no place to live. Oh, yeah. But see, I was living out there during the time. So that was an everyday thing. So you had, I was a, you to had that soft heart, though, man. Yeah. Remember, remember the chicken night? Uh, <laughs> do you have a pistol? I might have a pistol. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so we invite this. All right, we didn't invite it, but like John, we go on the chicken spot or whatever. John's like, I need to get this chicken. It was like at a gas station, right next to a gas station. And this guy's just standing outside, and he's like, uh, he's like, oh, yeah, you know, you got some money? And like, no, I don't have any money or whatever. Like, well, I'm trying to get some food. And John's like, well, I'll just, you know, I'll keep some food. And then, you know, give him like a wing or something. He eats it. And then it turns into, I need a ride. And the whole time I'm like, I'm in the car already. Like, bring your ass on. Like, I'm not, and we don't know this guy, whatever. And he's just like, now I'm ready. Yeah, I'll give you a ride. I'm like, John. Ask this man if he's got anything on him. He just looks shady to me. Mm. And he's just like, you got you got a pistol on you or something? Something we need to know about before you get in this car? And he's like, well, yeah. Actually, I got a pistol. I, I got yeah, a pistol. I got one. We're like, uh. You gonna put it in the trunk? He's like, no. I'm like, <laughs> like, well, have right. a good night, man. <laughs> <laughs> have happy walking. Like, for real. That's crazy shit. Yeah. They're just like, you know, like they're super aggressive bums. Yeah. The homeless in Atlanta don't play. Nah. They don't. You got some money? No. Fuck you. <laughs> like, almost. Almost. It depends on where you at. Pretty much. Almost every time. They be eyeballing your cup holder when you pull up, walk up to your car. If you say you ain't got nothing, you got change. They be like, man, you got this right there. I'm like. Not for you. Like, man, you don't know what my situation is. <laughs> I need this. For real. I might, so close here. <laughs> I might need 75 cent on pump six just to get to the house till you know till my check hit tomorrow. Like you don't know you don't know my situation. Like for real. <laughs> 75 cent. Hey, it's whatever you, you got. It's whatever you got sometimes. You know 75 cent can get you to the house. Yeah, that's a squirt. A squirt. It's, it's better like than a, no squirt. It's like it's like a 16 ounce. Like a tall glass. <laughs> kind of a shot of a shot of your petrol. Your finest, huh? But man, so what else? What else is exciting? Somebody who's been in Atlanta for so long, it's not the same. You don't get the same feeling that everybody else will come down here. Like, oh man, Atlanta, Atlanta, Atlanta. One thing you know, I will say is like, spend time here over the last couple of years, whatever, running into people from Detroit. That's very common. Like Philadelphia, people, like, people that like I went to school with. Mm-hmm. And it stopped me in the street. Just visit on Humbug, on Humbug type yeah. situation. Yeah. Hey, don't, don't, don't. Oh, yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It's crazy. It's like the, the great migration back mm-hmm. to the South. I will say, though, Atlanta has good food. Then I've had folks argue with me saying that it doesn't come close to, like, Chicago, Chicago, a city, like, you know, food in the city yeah. or whatnot. I can't say one way or another because I haven't been to Chicago and really sat there and had enough time to really take in the cuisine but folks folks have good things to say about the food ultimately and of course the nightlife I think it's just in the south in general yeah like, I mean nightlife is always bumping want to gain a quick, quick 20 pounds real quick real fast life a little nine months yeah a little nine months in the south I'll do it you'll put the weight on mm-hmm. you'll get it done I'm trying to think of like one of the funniest stories I've had right here it's too many. Like, tears. Because I remember, like, what was the game that you and my brothers used to play? Like, right, we, like whenever they would come up north to Michigan, or whenever we come down, like, we wouldn't sleep. If we hung out for, like, three days, 
The sun we be sleep up. for like an hour or two. Yeah, the sun be up. We be laughing. Still giggling goofing off and shit. Yeah. Man, <laughs> I don't know who started it or how it got started. But we would just come up with two random people, like entertainers or athletes or whatever, and come up with a ridiculous movie title. <laughs> that doesn't match their personality. It like, does not match at all. Like, I don't know how it started, but it'd be like two chains. And Rosie Do- Rosie O'Donnell and and just come up with something and I don't know how I started but it was just funny to us and it but like just the kept title it going. Had, the title had to be ridiculous yeah the title had to be retarded it had to be stupid but I remember we was do it and we would do that all night and we'll find fresh <laughs> like, ones to do like right when it was almost quiet so yeah it would be what a good one is. yeah we would all be in the room sleep with the lights off and it'd be like an hour later somebody say something else and then it like started all over again but that's lasted like fifteen plus years. Now I think about it, at least it's 10, crazy. 15 years. It's like, Cam Newton and Morgan Freeman <laughs> in a new hit series about life on the road as cross-stitchers. You know what I'm saying? Like something crazy. <laughs> like, we bring you quarterback cross-stitch. Quarterback That's cross-stitch. Just some craziness. Just craziness. Mm-hmm. Like the one, we come up with some pretty good ones. It's hilarious. Cat Williams and Monique. <laughs> Cat Williams and Monique. Yeah. Pimp down. <laughs> Coming to you this summer. <laughs> but that, that don't sound too out of the ordinary. That sounds like the a casting. That's a real casting. I'll mess that one up. She wouldn't take it out of. Nah, she need that. She needed that money. She'd be like, I'm above this. I can't believe y'all do this to me, Lee Daniels. <laughs> <laughs> She's calling Charlemagne by his government name. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Kurt Russell and Gucci Man. <laughs> Escape from the trap. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Uh, so you still doing your music thing? Man, it's not as much as I want to. <laughs> Life and family yeah, and man, work. I, know, I was down here, you, that was That's what I was weekend. doing every weekend, every from other like day. From the moment he got off to... Yeah, but I got it set up. This is whenever I'm feeling it. I have the energy and my mind is focused on it. And yeah, yeah. You know, I get to it for a couple of hours, two, three, four hours. I might pull a late one, even if I got work the next day. Yeah. But you don't always feel it. I find myself like when I go back to edit this and you know try to salvage what video I can because lighting scenario. But when I go through this, it gets it gets hectic. Yeah, like you'll start, you know, get off work or whatever, and start working on it, and I look up like on Sunday night. Mm-hmm. I'll work all the way up to like Game of Thrones and mm-hmm. then probably like two hours after it'll be like midnight one o'clock and you're like I gotta be up like at 6.30 mm-hmm. or like me on a Sunday like watching Game of Thrones I yeah. gotta be up at 4.15 you're like be still gonna go get these couple hours in yeah work, work on this I'll be like okay at the most like, I got three hours like, I gotta be in bed by 12.15 and I'll be like well as long as I'm in bed by one I got three hours 15 <laughs> minutes like it always works like that way. Three, you know, at that point, it's just like that's th- that's the threshold. Three hours, you might as well not even go. To sleep. Yeah, and as much as I work, I'm like, man. By I'm the time not you get sleep. up, shower, get coffee, or whatever else, get your yeah. clothes together, go get something needed on the way. And see, with me, I can't eat in the morning. Or my stomach will be jacked up. I got at least in the morning, like either some kind of water, tea, something. Coffee, like I'll, I'll do coffee. I'll stop by QT on the way, and just keep it moving. Come in like that, but yeah, you just gotta keep it moving. Yeah, but you got to do what you love. But sometimes doing what you love and doing what you need to it's a, you know, make it's a, it work. It's a, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a struggle of it's like power struggle. Looks mm-hmm. with your time, I mean, not power struggle, but like a a battle through you know trying to figure out where to where to focus your time at, how to how to divide that up. But you know, I try I try to get it in where I can, where it's reasonable. Mm-hmm. And then you still got to go to the gym, you got everything else, and then making time for yeah. social life, which, you know, that's minimum. Yeah, trying to balance that is always interesting. Always interesting. I went from always doing something to, like, I'm good. I'm, <laughs> like, I'm 34, about to be 35 in November, and I feel like I'm 45 sometimes. And it wasn't always like that. I went from being on Edgewood. Always, always on some doing something. Oh, yeah. Well, you were like, I mean, it was different than you were coming. Like a Friday, a Friday night. If I were to meet this guy on Edgewood, we were talking about this the Friday night. If I were to meet him on Edgewood, he would literally he'd be like, "Where you at?" I'm like, "I'm, I'm getting off Highway 20," and it would take me probably like almost an hour to get to his house. And it's right around the corner. I mean, literally, it's like less than what a mile and a half. 
You could the walk traffic, yeah. You could walk to Grady from my condo. Easy. Easily. It was just it got to be one of those things where it was like I wouldn't even call him until I was on the street and it would be stalemated and he's like, You there yet? Damn. Yeah. Like I'd pull up off the, I literally pull off the freeway like at like nine fifteen and I wouldn't even be to get even close to turning into onto his street to get to the parking until like nine forty five, nine fifty. Yeah. Be out the car by five and use the bathroom like Everyone at my five by like five after. Yeah. But the beauty of it was you could just walk out the gate and you're right there. A two minute walk and you're in the middle of everything. But it's good times. But where I'm at, ain't nothing but shoes and baby clothes and gas stations. <laughs> and liquor stores. Dollar, dollar, dollar Tree? And Dollar Generals. Dollar Generals. Family Dollars. <laughs> <laughs> In American Delis. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna pull this one out because it's, it's a classic that I, I always try to do every once in a while, especially when I have fun guests on. Okay. Um, well, I'm fun. Uh-oh. Yeah, okay. we're gonna we're gonna do uh, random the random question generator. Okay. Yeah, uh, I don't know. This is interesting to see what people say. Hmm. Yeah. All right, here we go. What is the best thing that happened to you this week? The best thing that happened to me. Honestly, to be able to see you. Okay. That's, that's honest, because it's, it's been a long, crazy week. And it was a whole bunch going on, but I was off. And I was like, bet. That's right. Yeah, fam. Yeah. Fam is in town. Yeah. yeah that, was, that was the dumbest thing that happened all week. Other than that, it's been bullshit at work. <laughs> and no sleep. <laughs> like, basically. <laughs> Uh, that that's well. Thank you. Yeah, it was a dope dope hang as well. Let's see what else we got here. <laughs> that's a dumb question to ask that one. Uh, it was literally the question was what, what is your favorite thing about winter? <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> if you can't tell by the video, I'm. Uh, a little tad beyond husky, you feel me? <laughs> I got some, I got some plumpage. I got some, you know, what I'm saying some mass to me. That's what big folks can shine, you know what I'm saying? And get fresh, you know what I'm saying? Ain't sweating, <laughs> look good, you know what I'm saying? Be right, you know what I mean? I much prefer winter over any other. I'm, I'm you know, summer. I'm spring. I'm, I'm spring and fall. I'm spring, fall, and winter. You can keep summer. <laughs> Only thing I like about summer and spring is uh, sundresses. That's it. Nah. Honestly. That's it. Would you rather be deaf or blind? That's a hard ass question, man, to ask it somebody. Is. It is. Deaf I, or I, blind? I, I, last time I asked this one, we had two of my friends over from work, and they talked probably like 25 minutes about it. Okay. Well, seeing that I've grown up and I've been able to hear my whole life. I feel like in order for me to at least translate or understand or get my interpretation of whatever it is around me, I'd rather have my ability to hear over my sight. I could work. I could work around my sight. Can you imagine? There's no braille for two chains. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 no. I would have to say though, yeah. Give me, give me my um, hearing. Now I have to just take take the sight out. Just Ray. Yeah, Steve. I want to be. I want to be able to hear. Brilliant. I got to be able to hear, interpretate. I can. I can crank a beat out blind. True. I could do that blind. I mean, it might be pretty hard. You know what I mean. Somebody has to be there helping. And the fact that I've, you know, what I'm saying like yeah. I can still speak. You know, what I'm saying I can still. I can still connect with people on a certain level that I know how to connect. And I could still get my interpretations of life yeah. and people and everything. I could I could deal with not being able to see. That'll be a hard thing to get used to, but oh, yeah. I'll be fine. No doubt. No doubt. Okay, let's see. What is one thing that if you could change in the world, you would change? Like you only get one.
my thing. Niggas like that Atlanta fans. <laughs> I said <some> selfish ass <laughs> shit. <laughs> I could change one thing. <laughs> Nobody got car insurance. Like, no. Nah. Um, that's real hard. I don't want to have no um, Miss America type shit, like world hunger type shit. That'll be dope, but I'm really trying to think about it. That's a, It's a tough one. You know? One thing? Just like eradicate this. Or create this. Just saying sickness is like, that's, it's like I wish, I don't know. That's a tough one, bro. One thing. <laughs> it is, we'll come back to that one. We'll come back. Yeah, we'll come back to that one. Because that's tough. I want to answer that one right. You, you, it's too many ways you can go about that. Whew. What is your favorite smell? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. PG, I'll say chocolate chip cookies. Chocolate chip cookies? Mm-hmm. You go eat your cookies. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He said nothing cookies. Him downstairs. What do you miss the most about being a kid? The lack of responsibility. You're just carefree. You have no no true no true worry in the world. You have your own worries that's like childish and kid worries. I can't play video. You know what I'm saying? But as far as like real world, like serious ramifications about things, true responsibility and not having it, that that that'll be dope for a while. Like I, I wish I could go back to like being nine or 10 years old for like a week and just really just take in how dope and carefree life is. Oh, this is going to be a good one. Yeah. So the next question is, what is your biggest pet peeve? Fake. I don't like people being fake around me. I hate that. Like you clearly are putting up something like, I don't like that. Just tell me how you feel. If you feel like you're going to be fake around me, just don't come around. If you don't like me, that's fine. Mm-hmm. That's perfectly fine. Just, but let, let be if, you, if you got a problem with me, it's, it's a good chance there's something wrong with you. So if you, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I'm just keeping that all He's the way. Like, but I don't mean to come off as cocky, but I'm just nobody makes me ask anybody. Wrong, but... Ask anybody who knows me. So, but it is what it is. I just don't like fake. So what about this one? This is like this is up there. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna ask this one. There's gonna be another one right behind it that is just as detrimental. <sighs> How do you like your eggs cooked? I like mine fried hard. No over easy. No over easy. I don't like no yolks running, none of that. That is nasty. Okay. That's very important. Yeah, it can't be running. So your bacon, do you like it chewy and raw? Like if chewy and raw is like one one in and burnt black to a crisp is the other. I'm a rare breed. I'm not a fan of bacon. But if I am going to have to have bacon, it needs to be crispy. But not like black. It don't need to be black, but it needs to be crispy. Gotcha. But I can live without bacon. Are you an oven or you're a pan? Um, I actually like the I like uh, oven, but folks in my family and like, I've never my in my house my own house gotten bacon and cooked it. If I've had bacon, it's because I either went somewhere or to a family's house and had it, and they don't be putting shit in the oven. They just put it on the pan. So that's what I'm used to. Hmm. Okay. So, let me see here. This is this is this is a huge one in the black community. Uh-huh. How do you prepare properly grits? Butter. Okay, you got the butter. You got to have butter. Butter, salt, and a little cream. Okay. Now, if we notice what he said, he said butter Salt, a little cream. And a little bit of cheese if you want cheese. Cheese if you want cheese. That's it. Nowhere in there. No ketchup. Say, nowhere did he nerdy say ketchup. No hot sauce. No, if I mix my eggs and bacon into it, I will put hot sauce on it. Only way I could consider is if you got shrimp in that bitch. I, I do that too. That's it. Nowhere still has he said sugar. Look. I'm going to say this. This ain't oatmeal. I'm going to say this. This ain't oatmeal. For those who've ever done that, 
You're going to hell. <laughs> <laughs> it be hitting sometimes, but you what? save it for oatmeal. It's like, it's, it's dope. I mean, look, I will show I'll put this right now. If you come to my house and I make a thing of grits, a pound of grits, there's enough for everybody to have some. Mm-hmm. And I see you put sugar in your bowl. I will knock your bowl of grits <laughs> to the floor. And make it clear shit. Okay, I'll say this. I'm going to go back to the question you asked me before, what my pet peeve is. <laughs> I cook, right? Okay, yeah. I'm, I feel like I'm good at what I do. If I cook something for you, and it's meant for you. Yes. You know who I'm talking about. And it's meant for you. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I'm going to leave it at that. We don't know who you're talking about. That's perfect. Yo, That's perfect. Who, is, who is this? And it doesn't matter. Is it a family member? No, it doesn't matter. But if I cook for somebody, right? And I go through this effort of hooking it up, doing all this extra sprinkle, sprinkle, all this stuff, right? And you and want I, you to taste it. Yeah, and I put the plate in front of you, and, you know, cool, we eating. Before you taste it. Well, the first bite. Yeah, before you taste it, you drown it in hot sauce <laughs> or some kind of crazy <laughs> sauce. That's the most disrespectful uh, shit ever. But... At least taste it first to see. I feel like you've you had already you tasted this man's food. You first. don't even need none of that shit. It's that good. <laughs> I, there's some things I already know, but I'm, I'm gonna put something on it. This, or, I, but mm-hmm. I've only eaten your cooking like a handful of times. And it's always yeah. been good. Now there's times like like for instance, like a steak. Some folks naturally, when they have a steak, they go directly to the Heinz 57 or the. Okay, 89. let me tell you. Let me tell you something. If I you know. cook a steak properly. It's not going to be well done. You first of all, that is blasphemy. If you cook your stuff way well done, they need to take you out back and put two bullets in your skull. That's disrespectful. Uh. Secondly, yeah. steak sauce should never go on a steak. I don't know who created it, but they stop. It's the salty and because this... if you cook it no, mm-hmm. if you cook it correctly, you don't need any of that. None of it. If you cook it like I cook it, mm-hmm. I go. Get my steak. I lightly, I lightly put a thin layer of olive oil on that steak. Ever so gently coated. <laughs> then I lightly dust it with salt. Yeah. Both sides, flip it again. Pepper, both sides, flip it again. I get my iron pan. Mm-hmm. A cast iron pan. Mm-hmm. I get that out. I get it to an unbelievably hot temperature. Mm-hmm. Olive oil, mm-hmm. let it kind of almost burn off. Mm-hmm. Not that's in it because I have, already have olive oil on the steak. Butter, once yep. it burns off, goes into the skillet. That's right. And then I get a garlic paste. Let that mix in with the butter, and then put the put the steak on there. I sear it on one side, and then before it comes all the way seared, I don't touch it. And fuck, don't mess with the steak. Leave yeah. it down. Let all the juices do what it do. And butter yeah. and everything is in there. And you take a pesto or basil. Mm-hmm. I like basil paste. Put that in there. Let it, let it mix in. Then when I'm like, okay, yeah, it's seared. Flip it. Bless, <coughs> bless. Bless, bless. And I let that do its thing for, and then I sear it on that side. Mm-hmm. Flip it. Get the little fatty pieces on the edge if there are any. Mm-hmm. Hope I don't have too much. But again, I'm, if I'm cooking steak, I'm probably trying to get the best cut I can with the least amount of fat on it. Ribeye. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I do that and then it comes off. You do not burn your steak. Mm-mm. Now, if you just want to lightly sear it, you should already have the oven on. Take, take it from there, put it in the oven for a finish little bit. Finish in the oven, yeah. Finish in the oven. I rarely finish in the oven because I cook it perfect to perfection. Mm-hmm. By the time I pull it out and pull whatever else out I'm eating, it's still cooking on the plate. Carry over cook. I yeah. cut it and it's just, just right. beautiful pink center with a Delectable crust on the outside. You know, rosemary is grown on me to the point where I'll do the uh, I'll sear it mm-hmm. on both ends and I'll add a little rosemary and butter to the pan to the pan and let it let it the seasons you know season it soak in with my garlic and my ginger and peppers and onion. Yeah, light ginger though. It just depends on how you do it. How you want to do it? If you're gonna grill it, you're gonna pan sear. That sounds delicious. Yeah, man, got me wanting to eat a steak right now. You still haven't made it through all of my crawfish boils. I, I do it. Yeah, man, I know, bro. I do. I does it. Jersey is just a long way away currently. Yeah, it's not a better situation. Flight. It's not a better flight. I know, man. I know. It's a weekend. You just get to the airport. You make that shit sound so easy. Okay. 
It is. It's, it's that easy though. It is. I mean, I mean, unless flying is not your thing. No issues with that. But.